Welcome everyone to the Carry On Cast. This is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church and I am so glad you're here. I am Pastor Megan and I'm here with Pastor Steve and I'm Pastor Brandon. Yes, you are. Uh, it's always such a pleasure to be together and talk a little bit about the upcoming texts that you're going to hear in worship and um, who Pastor Steve, I hear tell that this one is rather dear to you. Oh yeah. We're doing John 15, uh, 4 through 17, and this text is my favorite passage in the entire Bible. Oh. Because it goes all the way back to when I was a boy in elementary school, and I have this vivid memory of sitting on a boat up at a cabin in northern Michigan. We were at a family vacation at a friend's cabin. I was by myself in a boat, and I was reading the book Abide in Me by Andrew Murray. Hmm. And it was all about John 15. And hmm. that book was the beginning of my journey with this metaphor of the vine and the branches. And I have been drawing it and geeking out over it since fourth grade. Oh. So it's really special to me. And I'm supposed to give a little context. I wish you would. Yeah, because we've been working through the Gospel of John here uh, for a while now. And, and the stakes are starting to raise a bit because we are now in Lent. And that means approaching the story of Jesus' mm -hmm. passion. So um, give us some context on yeah. that. So for those of you who are Bible nerds with us and uh, lectionary nerds, we were following this thing called the narrative lectionary, which we love dearly. Yeah. And we love those who created it. However, this week we disagree with the narrative lectionary. We, we do, yeah. If you're the kind of, I don't know if anyone here is like carefully following narrative lectionary study guides or anything, but this is 0% in the narrative yeah, lectionary. Yeah, we are deviating. Thanks to Pastor Megan, which I 100% you're welcome. Uh, support this decision because here's the thing. Last week we were in John chapter 13, which is the beginning of the scene where Jesus is with his disciples in what what uh, Bible nerds call the farewell discourse. He, it's his final speech, final conversation with his disciples before he's betrayed, arrested, and sent off to execution. And in John's gospel, this is the big moment where Jesus lays it all out on the table for his disciples about what life's going to be like after he's gone. And it, it's, it's four solid chapters of Jesus preaching. And if you have a red letter Bible, I always like to point out <laughs> this is red. where there's chapter red. upon chapter yeah. of red. Yeah. So last week was an actual story where Jesus washes his disciples' feet. And Pastor Brandon did a great job with that. And the narrative lectionary wants to skip these four chapters to go, speak, to, go to the rest of the story. But there's so much good stuff. And so thanks to Pastor Megan, we get to hear just one little snippet of Jesus' conversation. It's it's more of a monologue. Oh, it's <laughs> definitely his, a monologue. To his, <laughs> we just, chapter 14 has a little bit of back and forth, but we just imagine that the author of John, like every gospel has its best of Jesus section. Like for Matthew, it's the Sermon on the Mount. For John, this is probably, it may or may not have actually happened in one moment. But John puts all of what John considers the best and important teaching of Jesus into this speech. And he begins with this beautiful metaphor. And that's all I'll say, because I want you to hear it laid out from Pastor Brandon's mouth. 
Yeah, Pastor Brandon, would you would you read the lesson for us today? Yes, I will. And um, just to note, we do have a guest preacher this weekend. Oh, yeah, thank weekend. you. Pastor Kelly Chapman, he's uh, from the Center for Leadership and Neighborhood Engagement, and he has a very deep understanding of community as safety, welcome, and belonging. So I think uh, of all the people to talk about what it means um, – to be part of a community, to be connected to Jesus. Uh, it'll be fantastic. So oh, just, a, just a heads up. Uh, brace yourself for good preaching. <laughs> yeah, unlike what a, you usually hear disclaimer around here. I can't always make for my <laughs> better preaching. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we are in uh, John chapter 15, and we're at 4 through 17. Starting with so. verse 4, yep. Abide in, oh, this is Jesus talking. Yes, it's red letters. I I can say that because my version does, which makes me kind of crazy. That's a different story. How about you, Pastor Brandon, read without me talking? Perfect. (laughs) Jesus says, abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands, so that you may love one another. Oh, it's beautiful. And I, Pastor Steve has told us that this is one of his most favorite Bible passages, and I will say that this is very evocative of one of my favorite Bible passages, which is from 1 John 4, and talks much about our love for each other. So, oh, beautiful. They are definitely connected. They are definitely connected. Yeah, it's true. Um, Hey, let's just talk about some of the things that stand out to us in this text, just because it's beautiful. I know Pastor Steve could definitely just fill the time with this passage. I want to note that I see the word abide like a million times. It's not a million mm-hmm. times, but math was never my strong suit. I hear abide so much, and I, I it's not a word that we use a lot of, and so I just want you to know, friends, that I, I cheated and I used my little Bible word uh, translation situation, and some other words could be, you know, to stay, to be in relationship with, to continue, to dwell, to be present. I like this this sense of just kind of being, right? Yeah. Being together, right? The value of, of togetherness. Mm-hmm. I also want to point out that one of the words it says is to, to tarry for, which I don't think um, helps. So much, 
so much better than a bike. So much tarrying going on in my it's life these tarry, days. Tarry, tarry on. on. Yes. Um, oh my goodness. But I, but given that, I, sometimes it's right. Pastor Brandon is doing. You cannot see, <laughs> but a gesture of pretentiously drinking from his from his cup of tea. Um, yes. Should, should have a spot of tea. Well, we yes. Tarry, whilst we tarry. Um, oh, this went off the rails very fast. Um, but no. But it, it's helpful for me. I think to to. Um, Here's some different options for the translation of that word, because I think you get kind of a full picture of what's going on here. Um, to Pastor Steve's point that um, he's often mentioned, the Gospel of John is very much about relationship, and there, there's this sense of, you know, what is it like to be in relationship? Well, it's to be there for each other, mm-hmm. to be with each other, to be connected to each other. I, abide sits better with me, <laughs> knowing some of the different mm-hmm. ways we can hear that word. Pastor Brandon, what are you hearing and feeling from this text? Well, I love that. As he's describing uh, abiding together, they're actually doing it. Um, you know, if you imagine, I mean, this is after a meal. You know, if, after you eat a good meal with friends, and then you just kind of lounge around, right? And you just enjoy being in each other's company, in each other's presence. So that's kind of fun to me to think about, you know, all those good meals with friends. And you're like, oh, I just wish this moment wouldn't end. But it does. But um, what's really interesting to me is, um, this is after Judas has decided not to abide anymore, mm. right? So when he's talking about abiding, you know, uh, apart from me, you, you can't bear fruit is, you know, I think about Judas and well, he's, he must be done bearing fruit because, uh, chapter 13, Judas leaves, um, after Jesus washes his feet and, you know, it says he betrays Jesus. And, you know, Caroline Lewis is quick to say betrayal in John's gospel doesn't mean like handing somebody over to the authorities. It means to leave the fold, to leave that relationship. And so I think about, um, I don't know, I guess I just think about that relationship yeah. and how Judas has opted out. And, and there's also <laughs> this recognition, not only that Judas has already opted out, but, but Jesus tells Peter you're you're effectively gonna opt out too mm-hmm. like I, I i know how many of you are not really going to abide for very long if if at all right it's a um it's a sobering realization for jesus here to talk about loving each other so beautifully and meaningfully yeah. knowing what is happening and has already happened and and i have to say because uh we taught well i will have already talked about it in the sermon from last week but there's this mutuality in this image, this image of staying connected to Jesus and Jesus being connected to you. And we don't talk about a lot. I think as Lutherans, it's, um, you know, the reality is Jesus still washes Judas's feet. Jesus still shows Judas love and that love isn't reciprocated. Um, so there's this mutuality in this relationship with Jesus that it's not only that God wants to be in a, in a relationship with us, it's that the Holy Spirit moves us to abide in Jesus as well. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, Pastor Steve, um, I, 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 I cringe to say what stands out at you in this passage, because I'm afraid <laughs> that all the things stand out. I'm not yeah. afraid. I'm excited yeah. to hear. No. What's, what's the it, thing that stands out to you today? Oh, well, not much. Just Terry. the whole thing. Terry on, Pastor Terry, Steve. Terry, 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 Terry on. Oh, we got a new podcast name. Terry on. The Terry on cast. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. You know, uh, there's a, our new t-shirt, Pastor Brandon. 
a Terry on uh, for Jesus. Terry on for Jesus. I'd, I'll wear that shirt. I'll wear that shirt. <laughs> oh, man. So, well, what you two just said does uh, make one word stand out to me that every time I encounter this text, a different word stands out. Mm. And I've done dwelling in the word exercises in this passage for many years with many different people. And it's fascinating to me every time I do this, something different happens in the encounter with the text because that's how the living word works. Yeah. Right? But in this one, because you, you both, you mentioned the reciprocal nature of our relationship with God. And in verse seven, the first word is if. <laughs> now that can mm -hmm. be translated as a conditional or uh, as since, but either way, and I just want to piggyback on Pastor Brandon's comment that, you know, one of the one of the many many reasons that I chose to come into the Lutheran fold is because of uh, uh, the Lutheran understanding of grace, and that our salvation is a gift from God, and that it's God's work and not our work. And I come from a decisional theology background where it's all up to me whether I'm going to hell or going to heaven, right? So what I'm about to say has nothing to do with that. Okay, <laughs> this is not about our eternal destination and whether we're saved or lost, because. <laughs> It has to do with the quality of relationships that we mm. have. So just to, to, to frame this, it, the, way I, the way that it helps me think about our relationship with God is like a child with a loving parent. Right? There is nothing that I can do to not be God's child. This isn't about eternal destiny or, or my, my status as a beloved child of God. But just like with my human parents, I can choose whether I want to have a good relationship with them or not. Hmm. Like I can, I can tell them off and walk out of their life, betray them if I want to. It doesn't mean I'm not their parents and it doesn't mean they don't love me, but I don't have a good relationship. I'm not dwelling with them. Therefore, the fruit of that relationship is not going to be present. And that's our responsibility hmm. with our relationship with God. Hmm. Like, so this, again, this isn't about eternal salvation. This is about spiritual formation that we have a part to play. If you abide in me, then you will bear much fruit. But if you don't, you might as well just be cut off and thrown into the fire. Now, that doesn't mean go to hell forever. It means what do you do with worthless dead wood? That's eh, firewood. You know, it's good for something. At least you can make fire out of it, you know? <laughs> But it's like, it's not the point of being a branch. Right. The point of being a branch is to produce fruit season after season, in season and out of season. This is about a dynamic relationship with God. And then he doubles down on that and says, your relationship with me is just like my relationship with God. Like, it, we are all in this dynamic, forward-moving relationship that's about bearing the fruit. And what's the fruit? The love of God for the whole world. So that's just one thing. Just one thing. <laughs> Pastor C's like, oh, this passage is about uh, us having a, a, a contemporary uh, relationship with God in such a way that, that lives out God's own love for the Son in our daily life and relationships with others. But that's yeah, fine. It's just one thing. <laughs> it's no big deal. <laughs> I would call that good news. I, I think 
think that's gospel. I do think that's gospel. And what I do appreciate too is is the is the um, kind of gentle redirection away from seeing this as a passage that says, "Here's the way to get into heaven." Mm-hmm. Right. If you abide in me, if you keep my commandments, uh, if you become my disciples, then you get to go to the good place. Right. This that's not what's at stake here. Um, this is about the life we live and low and know now. I, it's it is always I think kind of sort of impressive to me how um, we're so quick to say, oh, oh, this is about the life to come, and Jesus keeps reminding us, no, 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 no. I'm talking about like now. Like I'm t- what you do now matters. How you treat people now matters. The way you live in relationship with God now matters. Um, and that's a helpful redirection for me. Uh, Pastor Brandon, this, mm-hmm. this passage is, is a lead up to the story of the passion. Uh, but for us right now, it's a story in the midst of Lent. How yes. do you feel like this story speaks to us here and now about, about the season of Lent? Well, including the season of Lent, I'll also speak to our, our current worship series is Better Together. Um, and we've got, hey, we know that Pastor Steve gave us the example of a, a parent and child, uh, a parent who has a loving relationship toward their child and how, uh, you know, as a child, if I leave that, I think it's going to be harder for me too, mm. um, to, to not just produce fruit, but to enjoy life. To, <laughs> to have much passion about living, um, to, to make my own way. So we have this uh, beautiful reminder that we're better together when we abide in Jesus, when we're connected to God, when we, when we dwell uh, with Jesus, but also this, this sense that we're also better together when we are connected to the body of Christ, which you know we know here is um, the church, the body of Christ, and it's not perfect. Um, but we do a lot of amazing things to help people connect with one another in supportive and caring relationships and stay connected to Jesus. And I think the challenge for me is Jesus is also preparing his disciples to say, well, yeah, abide in me, but also I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so abide you know, in me, but I'm obviously gone, not literally because uh, I'm out. <laughs> there's still going to be a way to, to abide in me, and it's through the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I think that's a topic for another day. This is a Holy Spirit sandwich. We have to if we, if we <laughs> zoom out. Like 14 talks about the Spirit, 16 talks about the Spirit. And exactly right, that's how we actually abide in Jesus now is through the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, cool. Well, that means we can talk more about the Holy Spirit at another time, maybe. Yeah, and I think you abide in Jesus outside of attending worship as well and outside of Bible studies. What? Those are great ways to be connected. But hey, as you're driving around in your car, guess what? You're still connected because of that Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, it, and that's also, I think, good news. That is gospel, right? To know that the presence of God remains with us and abides with us. Yes, in church, that's one place we know that God shows up. That's one place we know we are well, in community usually, and with union. It depends Shh. on the church. <laughs> just, just, just <laughs> let it be simple. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's one place, but it's not the only place for sure, right? And so if we, we celebrate and rejoice that we get to abide in Christ in lots of ways and in lots of places and in lots of relationships. Um, whew. Last words, gentlemen. Terry on. <laughs> Terry on. That's, that is. I do. I. I do have one last word. Oh! Oh! A but real there's, one. There's another key word. Oh. Glorify. 
Oh, oh, and oh. remember, we go back to the non-transfiguration, oh, transfiguration. Yes. Of glory mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you will glorify. My Father will be glorified by this loving relationship. Mm-hmm. And remember, to glorify means to make someone's reputation well-known in a good way. Mm-hmm. So if you want people to know God, love one another, because that's mm-hmm. how we glorify God. Mm. Oh, that'll preach. That's also a, a good note on which to end. I think that'll carry us into our week. So, hey. While we tarry. Whilst we tarry. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us in all our ridiculousness today. It's always a pleasure to, to talk about the text and to talk with these two weirdos here. It's, uh, <laughs> so thanks for joining us here on the, on the Carry On cast here at Eastern Lutheran Church where our mission is to grow in faith and... Carry Carry on. on the work of Jesus Christ. Thanks, everyone. May the road rise up to meet you. Oh, no.